All right. This episode of Quick Hits, it is Wednesday, October 30th, and we are here with our Wednesday episode. We'll be going through NFL Power Rankings, 32 to number one, halfway through the season. How are teams looking heading into the second half of the year? Take a look at some teams that are slipping, some teams that are rising. My number one still the same. My bottom four still the same. A little switch between two through four. Top ten, a little bit of changes too. Um, interesting week in the NFL. You know, if you've listened to, you know, Tuesday's episode, you know how I felt about the games. Um, make sure to go over there and listen if you haven't. Just kind of some some quick recaps of each game of, of week seven. Or sorry, excuse me, week eight now that we're now through and, and looking forward uh, to week nine. Um, so yeah, today's episode going through... All 32 teams, some of them more detailed than others. Some of them I don't want to waste my time talking about, honestly, because, uh, you know, it's the same shit every week with some of these teams. So um, we'll go through all of that. Um, like to put this out on the front end because I know when we get to the end of the episode, not that, not that everybody doesn't listen all the way through. I don't know if you do or not, but um, make sure to go over and head over to follow me on Twitter at BlakeAndrewPace. Like I said, I cover uh, the Indianapolis Colts for Stampede Blue, Syracuse Football for Troy Nunez is an Absolute Magician. Both of those are SB Nation pages. I have another podcast, Reasonably Outrageous. You can get it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, That is done with me and my good friend Matt Wyrick. We actually have an episode coming out the same day as this episode, talking talking some stock watch in the NFL. We've got some World Series talk as well, too. And, um, and yeah, so, so make sure to take a look at that episode. I think we're also going to talk a little bit NFL trade deadline. Uh, we are doing that, um, in just a little bit. So, uh, looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, like I said, keep checking out the content here. Like I said, Wednesday power rankings, Thursday, got our first guest coming on. We're going to talk some New York sports, maybe some MVP conversation. And then Friday, some of our gambling picks and just a little teaser, I give out three different ones. I give out my game winners, my spreads, and then my other bets that I find interesting. Other bets, I, w- I would stay away from them right now. They're, not, they're a little cold. <laughs> I'm not uh, not doing too well on the other bets. Spreads are spreads are, are good. Game picks are great. Two great weeks of game with game picks if you're following me on those. So let's keep that ball rolling uh, into week nine. Spreads spreads are we're well above five hundred. Not as great as the game picks, but still good. But those other bets, I, I don't know. Uh, two weeks that I'm, I'm, I'm just below 500 on. So it's not awful. Just if you're doing all of them, you're, you're not walking away winning a ton. So, um, so we'll get all to that Friday, head into the week, and we'll be back. And, and, and like I said, next week you can expect some, some fun social media stuff out there too on Twitter, Instagram. We're working on some content to put out there consistently, um, some fun stuff and. Um, yeah, cruising through the the second half of the NFL season, things are gearing up for college football, and then uh, we'll work our way into the off season, all the way through the NFL draft. I'll have a ton of great coverage there too. I, nothing, nothing to me. You know, I, I get sad that the regular season comes to an end and we get toward the end of football, but man, I, I get I get really excited for the NFL draft. It's a fun time. I, I love doing uh, you know film evaluation, player evaluation. Picking, you know, mock drafts where teams need help, what fits I like the most. And so I'm excited to uh, to gear up toward then. And, um, yeah, so so we've got all that coming up. 
Like I said, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Blake Andrew Pace. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment about the show. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't. Tell me what I should fix. Um, and we'll keep moving along. But yeah, let's get right into our power rankings. So like I said, some of these we're going to keep a little bit shorter just because they haven't really moved at all. Um, number 32, no surprise, the Miami Dolphins, uh, now 0-7. Last week I had them at 32. Um, they tricked us this time. They had a, a quick 14-0 lead on Pittsburgh. Seemed like they actually wanted to win, and then uh, Pittsburgh made sure they scored 27 unanswered to, to um, take that win back for Miami. They're the worst team in football. They're trying to lose. You know, the coaches and players are probably going to fight for their wins while they're there, but the, the, the notion of this team is to lose to get that first overall pick, um, to accumulate as many draft picks as possible. They traded for Aqib Tlaib just so they can get a fifth-round pick in 2022. I'm trying to remember when that fifth-round pick was got, uh, given to them. But anyways, um, Dolphins, 32. Not much to say about them. Another, another uh, disappointing game this time against the Steelers. 31. They were 31 last week as well, too, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the, the great news to come out of this, and I, I wish that this news had come out before I recorded my last episode, we, we get to see Ryan Finley, my guy. My second favorite quarterback in this draft class. Now he's going to be able to play, hopefully, alongside A.J. Green when he returns. John Ross, if he gets healthy. Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon. Not a great offensive line. Tyler Eifert. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch Ryan Finley for the, the second half of the season now. You know, uh, really, this is just an audition. He's got He's got eight weeks now. You know, he needs to show Cincinnati why they don't need to take a quarterback at number two. Why they could go... And get a Chase Young out of Ohio State. A Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State. Um, he'll either win their hearts over and he'll 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 make strides and, and be the quarterback of the future. Or uh, you know, he'll he'll have to wander around maybe as a backup to Tua or Justin Herbert. Um, and since he'll move on in the twenty twenty draft. But the Bengals, uh, another loss uh, this week over in London to the Rams, still my thirty first um, team in the NFL at 0 and eight. Number 30, still not moving the Washington Redskins. How about uh, for Washington? They, they've only lost uh, by a combined 19 points to San Francisco and Minnesota, two, two talented teams. Um, look, Dwayne Haskins, I, I was worried about it. I really was. He was my fourth-ranked uh, quarterback in the draft class when he's on the field. He doesn't look like he needs to be there. When he's off the field and he's in practice, the coaches aren't comfortable enough giving him, you know, starting material reps. And so uh, Washington has a talented front seven. They have talented players on the offensive line. I, I like Darius Geis if he can stay healthy. They need receivers. Uh, they need help on the back end of their defense. And they need a head coach. Um, Washington's a bad team. They were able to keep these last two games close, so good, good by them. But, um, you know, Trevor Williams is coming back. He's not playing doesn't intend to play. He just has to come back so he doesn't lose out on all that money. Um, and so Washington is dysfunctional. Maybe they'll be able to turn things around, but uh, I don't feel too great about it. Washington at 30. Number 29 and down a spot. The New York Jets. I had them at 28 last week. Um, I, you know, I thought that they would come into this Jacksonville game and Adam Gase would dial up a solid game plan for Sam Darnold to get his confidence back, to get his swagger back after, of course, just a humiliating week uh, against the New England Patriots. Looked a little bit better, but honestly uh, played, you know, just just as bad three interceptions to Jacksonville. 
Um, couldn't really get anything going except for the first drive. And um, the reason I moved the Jets down is, is God, Washington and, and the, you know, the Redskins and the Jets are fighting it out for most dysfunctional team in the league. The Jets basically came out, uh, you know, on Tuesday, the, the trade deadline day, and we're like, oh, we're shopping uh, Jamal Adams. We're, we're taking a look at Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson. Let's take all of our talented players and just see what we can get. Congrats, uh, Joe Douglas. You have made some people very upset. Um, Gase isn't your head coach. Sam Darnold doesn't, you know, look great the last few weeks. Players on that team are pretty upset. You trade away Leonard Williams. Um, yikes. Giants at 29. Replacing the Jets at 28, moving up from the 29 spot, I got the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, Jesus, Matt Schaub. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty good game. Um, 460-some passing yards, I believe. Um, of course, a lot of that offense came in the second half. You could say Seattle was, you know, pumping the brakes, whatever. Look, Atlanta's still a bad team. Still just frustrating to me that they're this bad. Um, I really expected a, a great regular season for them. Problems on defense, injuries, Vic Beasley, no longer what, you know, people consider him one of the bright, young, um, Defensive front seven guys, uh, even two, three years ago, and since then has just been awful. And he's now one of the more overpaid guys in the league. Um, Atlanta's bad. Dan Quinn's going to be gone. Um, I, I, I think that you go in there and you probably bring in an offensive-minded guy after it not working out with Dan Quinn, a defensive-minded guy. Hopefully uh, you bring in a, a vet defensive coordinator. I think that's what it would take. Um, you know, get a head coach that gets fired who has defensive coordinator experience. But the future is there for Atlanta. They got all the pieces. It just isn't working. They can't stay healthy. The offensive lines can't stay healthy. And the defense that Dan Quinn is running is, is abysmal. Falcons at 28. 27 is staying put the New York football Giants. Um, look, you know, they didn't look awful against the Lions. They made things close. Of course, it, it was a little bit different of a score with that that lit, that last minute touchdown that, that covered the spread and, and ruined one of my bets how dare you new york uh but then they go and trade for leonard williams i i like that young defensive line even if leonard is just a, a piece that you know if leonard williams you just take a look at for the year um you know maybe he turns into a guy you, you get the first chance to re-sign him um but him dalvin tomlinson and dexter lawrence i mean that's a it's a fun front three to have now they have problems at linebacker safety cornerback still on the offensive line um so they got to fix that up but i like where the giants are going just kind of nudging themselves forward a little bit i like the move you didn't have to give up a ton to take a look at the guy see what you got see if you like him see if he's a good fit with your defense um you know pat Shermer probably i feel like won't get fired this year they'll probably give him another year before they let him go but uh i think you should move on already um but uh for now Giants at 27. Staying at 26, the Denver Broncos. So um, I guess really from 32 to 26, the only change I have is flipping Atlanta and the Jets at 28 and 29. But Denver at 26, they almost came away. Almost came away with that upset of the week over uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, then miraculously, Joe Flacco comes out and shares his frustrations with the lack of intensity or, or guts in the last two minutes. Then the next day is placed on the IR with a um, with a neck back issue. Um, news is we may get to see Drew Locke soon. It's not going to be this week. I'm not sure when he's eligible to return. I'm assuming it's week 11. But whenever we get to see Drew Locke, I'm excited to see. Maybe he's the 
long-awaited answer quarterback that John Elway has been looking for. We'll find out. Um, I hope he is. I'm a big Drew Locke guy. But um, uh, Denver, you trade away some. You, you didn't trade away Chris Harris. You trade away Emmanuel Sanders. You got two talented running backs there and Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. Um, Cortland Sutton's a great receiver. You've drafted on the offensive line. They just got to stay healthy. Defensive pieces, you, you lost Bradley Chubb for the year. You need to fix safety. Kareem Jackson is not a fit in that defense anymore. I, I don't want to see him playing starting safety for the Broncos. Um, Broncos, another team like the Giants. I feel like the pieces are there. We just got to nudge them along in the right way. Uh, but for now, this is a wash season. Broncos at 2-6. and six, uh, and 2-6, and six, and they're ranked uh, 26. So there you go. Moving back one spot from last week, from 24 now to 25, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, all reliable Jameis. Just when you think the Bucs have a chance to win a game, he comes in and, and just hands a, a nice pretty gift to the opponent this time, the Tennessee Titans um, in the game that we all wish could have been Mariota Winston for, for the final go-around. Um, you know, Jameis himself, I, I just feel like is... is is just causing so much pain for Bucks fans. You know, they've got talented wide receivers. O.J. Howard hasn't really turned into that tight end that they were hoping, but they didn't trade him away. They, they want to build something there. You got Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, two guys that aren't, you know, great running backs, but the offensive line isn't perfect either. Good run defense. They've drafted, you know, I, I've liked their draft picks the last few years. A guy like Vita Vea, getting him in there. Big, beefy guy in the middle of that defense. Um, for Tampa, you know, it just seems like James Winston keeps screwing them out of wins. And, um, I guess the bright side is you've only got eight more weeks to deal with him. He will, he will be gone. You'll have a new quarterback in there, whether you go the, the free agency route. I don't know who is going to be available. Um, but most likely with, with the way that the season is going, you'll be able to pick a quarterback. Um, just endure the pain for the season. And then Bruce Arians, big, big athletic quarterback that he likes, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard. That quarterback's going to walk into a brilliant, a, a great situation on offense. A lot of skill players around him. Um, Jameis just couldn't get it done. Tampa at 25. Dropping four spots. One of my bigger drops um, this past week is the Cleveland Browns. How about that? Three straight plays uh, that they turned the ball over. The last, Baker Mayfield just tossing it to, uh, to Lawrence Guy which I guess was ruled an interception. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it should be. I mean, I would think it'd be a fumble, but I guess it was a forward pitch, I guess. So an interception there for for Guy. But um, Jesus, Cleveland season, like, you, you got to think where they're at now. And, and, you know, I don't think that they're realistically going to, to turn things around. Um, they've got to go down as one of the more overhyped teams in, in the history of the NFL to just come out and lay a goose egg. I think about that Eagles team. Oh, and I wish I, I had all the guys' names out there. Oh, man. It, they, they were calling themselves the dream team. This kind of reminds me of that. Now, the Browns, I guess, weren't calling themselves the dream team, but everybody else around them was. And so, um, they had high expectations. Trend for, you know, Odell getting a guy like Kareem Hunt who will come in a few weeks. Baker in that second year jump that quarterbacks usually make. Um, I'm trying to think in this rookie class. I think we've only seen one guy actually make that second jump, and we'll get to him way further down on this list because guess what? He's leading a good team now. And um, But for the Browns, down to 24, it's just it, it's bad. Freddie Kitchens is bad. The offensive line is bad. 
Secondary is rough. They're, they're getting a little bit healthier, but still rough. Um, connection between Baker and Odell just isn't there. Odell just doesn't look like himself. It's kind of frustrating. Had a 100-yard receiving, receiving game this um, this past week. But, yeah, Browns, pretty upsetting. I, I would have loved to see this team be good, but now they're at 2-5, and five, and I think this season is kind of just a, kind of a lost one. Bears at 24. Down four spots, just like the Browns. We've got the Chicago Bears. I feel like I want to call them the NFC version of the Browns, although I came in with lowered expectations for the Browns, I think, or for the Bears. I think the Bears I had missing the playoffs. I think I had the Browns as my final wild card spot. Um, but the Bears, three and four. How about that? <laughs> Losing off of another uh, missed field goal as time expires, this time to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um you know, I, I've, I've said it every week. This is one of those teams that I just I feel like I'm I'm a broken record. Mitchell Trubisky took, uh, was taken over Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson by Ryan Pace a few years back. Just just a friendly reminder. Um, he's been awful this year, but now it's the the 2018 Coach of the Year Matt Nagy is, is joining right by him. I, I don't get the point of of not running or passing the ball on that last uh, drive and and just taking a knee, make it a closer field goal. You're worried about losing a few yards? You think the defense is going to oversell for the run? Hey, do a play action. Do a quick pass. You got 50 seconds. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Oh, we might throw an interception. Run the ball then. I, I I don't get it. At least run a play. Make the field goal closer. You know at a time like this how inconsistent kickers are. Just make it as close as possible. Would have been a, would have been a make if, if that was even just a couple yards uh, closer. Um... Like like all I've said with all these teams up to this point, this is just a bad year, a wash of a season um, for the for the Bears. Hopefully, they can make some tough decisions this offseason at quarterback and, and and really salvage any of the potential that they hope to carry into 2020. Uh, but the Bears right now, all the way down to 23. Right ahead of them and up three spots, the Los Angeles Chargers. I refuse to watch this team play football. I do not enjoy watching them at all. The fact that they're slowly climbing up to 22. They're, they were 25 last week. Um, this is not a good football team. You know, I'll get to the point where I start talking about good football teams. We're still in the bad football teams. Um, offensive line, too banged up. Secondary, too banged up. Melvin Gordon looks really bad <laughs> since uh, his holdout. Um, and, uh, yeah, don't forget, they still don't have fans. Anywhere in the United States, where is their fan base? I think they got to. I, I think they got to let the Rams take Los Angeles. I don't think you move back to San Diego and go back to your ex. It's a little uh, rough patch. I don't think Oakland is the option. Fuck, I'd I'd go and take back St. Louis. They had a good fan base with the Rams there. It'd be a little weird being the St. Louis Chargers. I'm not sure if there's a rebranding. You wouldn't go to the Rams. But um, I think St. Louis would be a good city, but they, they need to find a fan base somehow. And uh, the way they're playing, they're really not gaining any fans either. Chargers at 22. 21 and up a spot. That doesn't make sense. I don't know how that happened. I guess I had some teams really drop. Yeah, I guess when you have the, the, the Bears and the Browns uh, continue to fall, each both of them falling four spots, the Cardinals move up one. Um in a, in an awful loss to New Orleans, you know, it's this is part of the growing pains of having a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. You're taking on Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give you a tough time. 
31 to 9, I, I believe. It's 37, 31, 31 to 9. Look, that's just that's just part of the game. Got a young quarterback, a young coach, not much to help around uh, besides those two. They're on the uptick, you know. They got to 500, three, three and one. Just the growing pains. If you're Cliff and Kyler and you see across the field, you've got Drew Brees and Sean Payton, you're you're gonna get your ass smacked. And um, I should have probably seen that going into to the week. I I think I had Arizona covering plus ten, but um, I should have seen it coming. But uh. Just part of the growing pains, not too worried about Arizona. They just they really need help on everywhere on defense, on the offensive line, they need healthy running backs. They could use, you know, tight end in there as well, too. But uh Cardinals, twenty-one. Pittsburgh Steelers at twenty. We're still not at teams I consider good in the NFL. These are still bad teams to me. Pittsburgh is up three spots. Um and, and honestly, the, any of the teams that I had ranked from 24 to 20, uh, and just to go over, that's the Browns, the Bears, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and now the Steelers, um, I had a really, really difficult time. It was the most difficult spot to fill in um, those those five uh, spots right there. And uh, I gave I gave the Steelers a nod just because I like the talent on their roster and, and, and the young talent as well, too. Mixed in with a with a head coach that's experienced, uh, like Mike Tomlin. Um, look, I mean, for the Steelers, T.J. Watt, Devin Bush, and Minka Fitzpatrick, those are three guys you should be thrilled about if you're a Pittsburgh fan. Those three guys are going to be studs on defense for the next 10, 15 years. All are super young. Minka out of two years ago draft. T.J. Watt two, two years ago, three years ago, two years ago. Devin Bush seems like the steal of the draft this past year at linebacker. Um... That defense is going to be scary uh, if they can get you know the right deep coordinator in there. Still love Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, James Conner is fun to watch on offense. They got a good offensive line. I, I think just based off off talent, head coaching experience, young talent. Um, this is why I made them the top of that twenty-four to twenty range. Pittsburgh at twenty. Nineteen. The 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 slowly creeping on you know second love team to me. This is a team that I just I, I just like. I like what they're doing. The Oakland Raiders, 19. Now, they did fall back from last week. Last week, I had them at 18. A couple teams uh, in the AFC South are, are making some good moves. But the Raiders, um, they did their best to take down uh, the Texans this past week. That was my upset of the week, and it was, it was so, so close. But it's like John Gruden said. Um, you know, it, it's like playing against Michael Jordan right there. And, and you know, unfortunately... The Raiders came up short when when Jordan had the ball in his hand. It's just something you just, it seems like no team has an answer for yet, uh, except the Colts, by the way. Um, I, I, I love the the three-year future of this Raiders team. Get him to Vegas. If you stick with Derek Carr, fine. I think John Gruden would work well with with a, a younger quarterback, too, in the draft. Or, um, none, of the, none of the free agent guys, but... Um, Second, you know, the defense still has its problems. You trade away a guy like Khalil Mack, a guy that produces that value just doesn't show up overnight. So they got issues on defense. Love Darren Waller, love Josh Jacobs. Uh, I like the offensive system. Raiders are my team that, like, next year, make that push for the wild card spot. Two years, they get a really solid roster up there with a lot of young guys that I like. And uh, so... Wasn't their week against Houston? Almost had them, had them falling back a spot. But the Raiders, uh, a team that I I really like watching at number nineteen. 
Moving on up to number 18, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Marone said he will not worry about who starts at quarterback until Nick Foles is 100% healthy. Um, and Gardner Minshew is not going down without a fight. Didn't look great the last few weeks, and I was a little bit, you know, worried about about the Jags and being able to salvage this season. But uh, he had a he had a good he had a good showing. Now it was against the Jets secondary, and you all know how much I hate the Jets secondary. If you follow any of my work anywhere, if you've ever listened to this show before, you know how bad um, I think the Jets secondary is. Um, and, and so yeah, the the Jags are at four and four right now. Now the only problem is. Their next three weeks, they take on every team in the AFC South. You know, in, in the Titans, the Texans, and the Colts. Um, and they're going to have to make it through that stretch before they get uh, Nick Foles back if he is going to be their guy. So, um, this next three-game stretch is going to be the make-or-break season. If they can take two out of three, or three out of three, they're in hunt for that wild-card spot. Um, and they've also, you know, hurt some of the other teams in that division to maybe pull closer in that divisional race. But if they can only take one or, or zero of those games, um, yeah, they're going to miss the playoffs. And so um, Jacksonville 18. Right above them, the Tennessee Titans, one of my bigger risers of the week. I had them at 21 the week before. I might be getting in a little over my head, but I kind of like what we're seeing from Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. I think it just opens up, you know, these receivers, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, they're getting the ball open a lot more in space. He's just, he's not as timid as Mariota is. He's a little ballsy with it. He's got confidence. Mariota never seemed to have that swagger. It seemed like he had it in Oregon. I don't know what happened to his transition. Uh, he was he was dominant in college. God, you couldn't stop him. The pros just never got going. Um, not only is that opening up the game for the receivers, but Derrick Henry is getting more opportunities to not face a stacked box on every single run. Um, the schedule is a little tough for them, just like Jacksonville over the next month. But uh, look, they're going to be in that shouting distance for a wild card spot. I think this entire AFC South um, has quality teams that could make a push. Now, um, I think at the end of the day, it's it's probably you know the Colts. Or Texans, um, uh, one of them wins the division, one of them makes the wild card, and I think Buffalo's schedule gets the second wild card. But these other two teams, Tennessee and Jacksonville, are going to be fighting for it. Uh, I've got Tennessee at 17. Right at the midway point and down a spot from last week, I got the Detroit Lions. They're able to walk away with a win. Wasn't a convincing win over the New York Giants. Had them for most of the game. You know, Giants came back with that late touchdown. Um, the reason I had them drop back is is injuries. Of course, they're missing carry on Johnson. Trade, trading away Quandre Diggs. Um, Quandre Diggs, did I say that right? Bennett, uh, if you're listening, tell me that I, I, I got that right because uh, I'm, I'm just not going to look it up. Uh, Detroit Lions at 16. Um, I think this team is, is like what I see from the Giants and the Broncos, and they need that little nudge. They're making that push. They're getting there. They're starting to figure things out now. Unfortunately, the Vikings are off to a great start. Packers are one of the best teams in football, so um, I don't think they be, they're able to to do much with it. But uh, with this season specifically, but I like the way things are going. You're still going to get a few, uh, you know, multiple good years out of Matt Stafford still, and so I like where the Giants are going. But right now, just just right around that 16 seed, I think they finish, you know, eight seven and one on the season. Um, best case scenario. Lions at 16. Up a spot from last week, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, when it comes to teams that I do not trust at all, Philadelphia is at the top 
of that list. Um, one week they're blown out by Dallas, and they're, you know, adequate defense. You'd say the secondary's not great. Still need some help in the middle. Um, and then the next week they put up 31 points on one of my favorite defenses in football. I mean, what the fuck? I, I don't get it. I just don't trust them. And when teams are shaky like this, I don't put a lot of faith in them. They're going to have to consistently win like this for me to get them into my top 10. Um, it seems like the answer is in the ground game with Sanders and, and Jordan Howard and the and the other guys that got back there. But they need to they need to stay committed to the run if that's their way to win. And they're going to need to stretch out, you know, three more weeks of this, four more weeks of this, you know, get to the point where you're seven and four, eight and four, that I actually start to believe, okay, the Eagles, they've got their mojo back. Philadelphia at 15. 14, the Carolina Panthers down two spots. Tough loss. You're, you're playing one of the best teams in football, the 49ers. But you let them drop a 50-burger on you. Oh. Schedule doesn't get easier for them. Uh, Tennessee has a solid defense. Packers defense two weeks ahead. Um, Kyle Allen is one of those quarterbacks that as long as everything is going great in the run game and on defense, he can do enough to win you a game. But when things aren't perfect on either of those um, sides that he has no control over, essentially, um, I don't think he's one of those guys that, you know, like we talk about with a... um, you know, a Wilson or a, or a Watson. I'm not seeing, saying he has to be at that level, but he's not one of those guys that can do a little bit extra to get them the win. Um, to me, whether it's Cam or Kyle, this team in itself is kind of the pretenders, maybe taking on a little bit easier of a schedule. It gets a little bit tougher. I still think that this is a team that is around that 7-9, and 6-10 and 10 range, even though they're off to 4-3. and three. Um, I think they'll regress back to uh, to one of those teams that just, you know, doesn't have it going, doesn't have the consistency. Carolina at 14. Up a spot, and I don't know how high I'm going to have them keep going, but the Minnesota Vikings, I got at 13. Um, now, I still think that this is a team that does not make the playoffs. I still think that Kirk Cousins is just giving the the, the state of Min- uh, of Minnesota the biggest blue balls of ever of, of, of all time. Because he's looked he's look good. I mean, he didn't look great against Washington, but the three weeks before that, he was playing at an extremely high level. He was extremely efficient in that Washington game is, is the one thing that I will say. Now, they only won by 10. Short week. You think, okay, we're going to limit the playbook. We're not going to throw out all our stuff. You're also not going to throw out your entire playbook against a, a, a team that you know you can probably beat with about half your stuff out there when, when it's as bad as Washington. Um, I'll continue to... To, to bump them up a little more with each win. They're at 6-2. and two. I am a Minnesota hater, but I really do think Kirk Cousins is just is just getting us going along. And then right when we think, oh, my God. And everybody's already thinking it. I see people talking about it now. The Vikings, oh, they're legit. I don't buy it. He's setting you up for the biggest letdown. Uh, I got Minnesota at 13. Last two teams before we get into Blake's Big Ten. Number 12, the Dallas Cowboys. God, I really don't feel good about a lot of teams. Um, they didn't play this past week, which I guess helped them out. They moved up one spot because I had teams falling back, um, specifically uh, the Panthers dropping back. Um, the Lions slipped back a little bit. Dallas, 4-3. and three. Um, Look, they're the best team in a bad division. They're going to show up in the postseason. They'll make it to wild card weekend. Maybe they get upset by a team on the road. Maybe they take it to the divisional round and lose then. But um, 
Dallas. I, I, what's there to say? It's just it's it's kind of like Philly. It's just so inconsistent. You never know what you're gonna get out of them. And I don't like putting faith in teams that you know in the long haul that that are so shaky all the time. Uh, Dallas at twelve. At eleven, the Seattle Seahawks down two spots. They beat Atlanta. But what the fuck was that in the second half? Matt Schaub is 38 years old. He hasn't started a game in years, and he almost threw for 500 yards on your defense. Matt Schaub. Come on. The only thing I could think about in, in conspiracy theory land is that Pete Carroll was up 24-0 at halftime. It was like, oh, well... Dan Quinn was my defensive coordinator. I have a great relationship with him. Let's not embarrass him. Let's let him come back. Let's get let him get a little mojo going. But I think that I I, I don't believe that. That's conspiracy theory Blake popping out for a second. But uh I just think that this defense just isn't that good. I just don't think that um I'm a big fan of Seattle's defense. They're able to beat a, a beat a, a really bad team, but only barely. I don't know. I don't have faith in Seattle. I, I think they're the third best team in that division. And we'll get to my second and first later on. Seattle at 11. Into my top 10. And into my top 10, um, after being at 11 last week, I've got the Houston Texans. Look, I'm sorry. Every week, I doubt the Texans. Every week, I call Bill O'Brien a fraud. I call the rest of that roster a fraud. And every week, I forget that Deshaun freaking Watson is their starting quarterback. He's, he's just unbelievable. His rise into becoming one of the best quarterbacks in football has been so quick and rapid. I mean, you know, we've got the guys like Mahomes who stepped onto the field and was instantly one of the best quarterbacks. Watson has just been consistently getting better week in and week out and is, and is just taking over games. They should have lost that game to, to Oakland. They should have lost a lot of games this year. Watson pulls stuff out of his ass that I just can't believe and he wins some games. Um, if he's going to continue doing this, Houston will continue to climb up my list. Um, I'm sorry that I'm I'm, I'm such a, a Texans hater, but God, I love Deshaun Watson. Uh, Texans at 10. Number nine and down three spots. Oh, Buffalo. What the hell? You were doing so good. You were doing so good. I called the... Uh, Miami lost kind of that fluke game coming off the bye. Oh, we don't need to show up against Miami. We'll come and stop them. They come out a little hot. And then uh, Buffalo, oh, we're still able to win. We pulled away. And then they just looked awful against Philadelphia. And Josh Allen, too. I got I to gotta start putting a little blame on him. I thought the second year bump um, would be there, but it's really not. He looked good against some really bad opponents. And Philadelphia's got a, a bad secondary, but he wasn't able to do anything. His biggest trait coming out of the draft, you know, his arm strength uh, isn't able to make up for his biggest knock coming out of the draft, which was his accuracy. I was a big fan of Allen. He he, he really, um, really has been underwhelming. This is a good team. They're going to be that top wild card spot. Their schedule is easy the rest of the way. It's up there with like New England for one of the easiest uh, remaining schedules. But to me, you know... It, Unfortunately, there's one of those teams that's probably just a first-round exit in in the postseason, unless unless Josh Allen can get in a groove and, and um, get playing some better football. He did not look good against Philadelphia. Bills at nine. 
Number eight and up two spots for my number 10 spot last week, the Los Angeles Rams. Now, yes, they only beat the Bengals by two touchdowns, but that's, you know, London game. All kind of weird things happen over in London. Uh, London makes the Jacksonville Jaguars look unbelievable. Um, it wasn't a blowout win, but I like this Rams team still. I, I was I was down on them a few weeks ago. I was doubting them. I was mad at Jared Goff. I was mad at the Rams for giving him that extension. They go out, they trade for Jalen Ramsey. They trade away both Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib uh, in the last few weeks. Get a guy like Kenny Young at linebacker. Um, wish they were able to make a move for an offensive lineman. I don't know. They traded for... Um, they traded for that former second-round pick from the Browns, but I, I mean like a guy like Trent Williams that was available, um, that came, that became available on the last day. But for the Rams, oh, I just love Sean McVay. I love the the receiving weapons. Um, the one thing I will say, they they gotta they gotta go more into the pass game. The run game isn't there. Todd Gurley doesn't have the juice. You gotta just rely on Woods, Cooks, Cup, Higby. You just got to go, you, you really got to go heavy on that passing game. And boy, oh boy, Cooper Cup, one of my favorite guys to watch in the league. He's creeping up into that top 10 consideration for, for wide receivers in the league. I think he's averaging 99 yards a game this season. He's been great. 220 yards last week. This is one of those teams I think that we should watch out for. We were down on him at 3-3, three and three, three straight losses. I think they're one of those teams that if they get their groove going, they're going to be just fine. Rams at eight. Up a spot. Don't feel good about it. My Indianapolis Colts at number seven. I mean, takeaways from that Broncos game, when, when everything is going wrong and everything is not going in your favor, Indianapolis proved that they could still win the game. It took some late heroics from Jacoby Brissett. Took two 50-plus yard field goals from Adam Vinatieri after he missed one from 40-ish. Missed an extra point as well, too. So you think, oh, he misses those earlier on. It's not, you know, coming down to that last drive, most likely. But it's a situation he was in. He took care of business. He got the win. I don't know. I'm just a, I'm generally a pessimistic Colts fan. Something's telling me I just don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. To me, we're, we're going to spend the next year debating whether or not Jacoby Brissett is the future of the franchise. For me, you know, we've we've got high expectations in Indy after after Peyton and uh, Andrew Luck, but if you can build the the best team, I mean, God, we're we're talking more talented teams than than Manning and and Luck ever had around them. Better coach teams, better GM. This is the better situation. You put. Manning or or uh, or luck on this team, they're probably right up there with New England and San Francisco. But with Jacoby, look, they're 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 winning games how they can. Teams will try and take away the pass. Marlon Mack will go off. Teams will try and take away the run. Jacoby Brissett will have a good game. It was just a weird win, a clunky win for um for the Colts. But uh, five and two, two seed in the AFC, being a little cautious with them. But I got them at number seven. Up to number six. Up a spot from number seven, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they are one of those teams just like Indy. I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just a pessimist about every team. I, I guess I see the top four or five. I, I'm going to say top four. And then I see just a, a mess beyond that until we get to like 19. 
and then 20 to 32, I think, are just, you know, the shit shows. But Baltimore, I just, I don't know. I still don't believe in this defense. Yeah, they look good against uh, Seattle a couple weeks ago. Marcus Peters had a great debut. I don't know. Something's just telling me that there's that the, the defense just isn't as good as we think it is. I, I don't feel good about the front seven. I like the offense. Lamar Jackson is 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 great. But man, these second year quarterbacks have looked awful against the Patriots defense. Now Lamar is that is that guy that has made the 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 second year jump that everyone is supposed to make. Um he's the only one in that draft class that's done it. But I mean the the Patriots have faced Baker, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. He's made all four of those guys look extremely stupid. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to have a tough go at it. Um, but to me, with this game, if they can keep it one possession. Feel pretty good as them as the second or third best team in the AFC. Uh, for now, I've got the Ravens at six. On to number five. Ugh, the Kansas City Chiefs. To me, they're still the second-best team in the AFC. Um, and, and that's without Pat Mahomes, and that's assuming Pat Mahomes is back week 10. Um, I was impressed uh, with with how prepared Matt Moore looked coming in. And, I and um, you know, that shouldn't surprise anyone. Andy Reid has historically done well with backup quarterbacks and making sure he's maximizing uh, the best of their abilities. Him and Eric Bieniemy dialed up a great game to 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 break down that Packers defense. He looked great. He went toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anyone could have expected that, you know, out of out of Matt Moore, who was out of the league and coaching high school football back in August, July, June. But um, look, if they can take care of Minnesota this weekend, and it looks like Mahomes will be back for Week Ten. Kansas City will be six and three at that point. At the worst, five and four. They're not in threat of losing that division. The hope is for them to, you know, try and get that second uh, spot in the AFC to get the first round by. But look, Kansas City to me is still the second best team in the AFC, um, especially when they got Pat Mahomes there. Um, I'm not too worried about about fixing the rest. Just put Pat there. Give him Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. Get Chris Jones healthy. Get your offensive line healthy. It's just going to take time. But once they get healthy, this is the second best team in the AFC. Chiefs at five. Number four, the New Orleans Saints staying at number four. <laughs> Look, Drew Brees uh, was back in act- back in action, finally. Um, and it was kind of one of those things, I think I might have even said it yesterday. I get my episodes just mixed up with, with probably, you know, saying stuff over and over again. But Brees probably looks at the schedule, said, okay, well, we don't want Teddy Bridgewater to do too good in case I came back and I wasn't as great. Oh, we play Carolina? Yeah, I'll rush myself back to play with one of the worst defenses in football. I'll tear him up. I'll torch him up for, for 370 and three touchdowns. Um, I, we talk about things that I'm, I'm wrong about. I was wrong about the Falcons. I was wrong about the Saints defense. I had questions about the middle of their defense, questions at linebacker. Um, their defense has been outstanding this year. Um, Sean Payton did great this past week, the past two weeks, without having Kamara or Jared Cook. Um, this team is riding as high as, as, as any through the first eight weeks. Um, Saints, 7-1, and one, still got them as my number four team in the NFL. Number three, and this is my mover, down from number two, it's the Green Bay Packers. Now, I, I, I move them down after the win against Kansas City, and I will say I was more impressed by the Chiefs than I was unimpressed by the Packers in that game. Um, and that was with Green Bay still pulling off the win. I just thought it was 
It, it proved to me more that the Chiefs can be a legit team than it proved to me, oh, maybe the Packers aren't as good as we all think they are. Now, the Packers are great. I love their defense. Aaron Rodgers has a, a run game. Aaron Rodgers is also playing out of his goddamn mind right now. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's on a tear. Um, only reason they aren't my number one, um, and the reason they're not my number two specifically is that another team um, just came out and showed them that, that, that they were amazing, and I'll talk about them in just a second. But for Green Bay, this is my team I still uh, you know, would pick to go represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, move down one spot. They're going to be right around there. I, I don't see this team dropping past four or five at all this season. Uh, Green Bay at three. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers. Look, when I um, when I was thinking about this, I, I I admitted to myself I was probably looking from the lens of of teams I think are most likely to win the Super Bowl. Not what teams have the better roster, better coaching staff right now in week eight. I was looking too much at the big picture, where they're going to finish at the end of the season. To me, having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and being one of the better rosters in football, that brings you to the Super Bowl. That's why I had Green Bay at two. But as of now, better team, better defense, better offensive game plan, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has somewhat turned into the, okay, let's be a little cautious with them part of this team. I mean, the run game is great. Trade for Emmanuel Sanders. The defense looks unbelievable. Um, but the only reason I, I, I really moved Green Bay down is, is because as of right now, the better team, better roster, playing better football is the 49ers. I still think that at the end of the day, you put 49ers and Green Bay in an NFC Championship game, I'm going to put money and I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers because they have Aaron Rodgers and the other team doesn't. But for right now, um, I, I'm not moving the 49ers. Um, Outside of the top two teams, I mean, they're playing unreal right now. Putting up 50 on Carolina, which we're saying is one of the tougher opponents they probably faced this year. Um, that they're a great team. Kyle Shanahan, um, really good job at turning this this uh, ship around after two not-so-great starts. 49ers at two. And then what a way to finish it off. My darling New England Patriots, 8-0. They're number one. Shouldn't surprise anybody. God, their defense is so good. I love watching them play. I it's it's I've gotten to the point where I grew up a Colts fan and I grew up hating Tom Brady. I grew up hating Bill Belichick. And as I started to just see the longevity of it, I just sit back and I appreciate what we're watching. It's unbelievable. Every week they come in the most prepared team in the league. Nothing catches them off guard. Browns, I guess, made it closer than the Jets did, than the than, you know, the Dolphins did, or then their opponents, you know, Buffalo kept it, kept it a little bit closer, but, um, yeah, they're, they're just, their offense does enough to get the job done, they put up enough points, no one's able to put up their points against the defense, Bill Belichick is the head coach, Tom Brady's the quarterback, that's, that's the, that's the, uh, that's what makes the, uh, the magic work, I expect them to probably take care of Baltimore pretty easily, keep the perfect season alive, Really wouldn't be surprised if this team goes 19-0. I got New England at 1. And there we go. Wednesday's episode is in the books. Thank you all so much for listening. If you listen, you got some things you disagree with me about, reach out to me. Let me know. I love talking to you guys about um, about what's going on in this show. Um, I love hearing your guys' opinions. 
gonna start having guests on first guest next week hopefully just trying to make that every thursday i just had you know going to jmu the week before having my family in town the thursday night before too for the first two weeks it was a little tough to get guest spots in there just with the busy weekends but now that the schedule's a little lighter um we'll be in there so we'll be talking some some trade deadline stuff some new york football tomorrow uh, with a good friend of mine friday we'll take a look at some gambling for the weekend and um and we'll just Wash, rinse, and repeat. Do the same shit next week. You guys are listening to Quick Hits. My name is Blake Pace. Thank you all so much for listening. And I will talk to you tomorrow.